0: Well, we finally get to see where the blueprint came from, and we're going to talk all about it as we review the first movie from Makoto Shinkai, *A Place Promised in Our Early Days*. This week on Shonen and Suds. Cody, are we in Florida yet? I, I don't have I don't have a beer in front of me, or two beers for the price of one, for that matter. What's taking so long, Cody? <laughs>
1: Chris, we are are mere days away. Uh, We're coming here with a a Tuesday edition of Shonen and Suds. Um,
0: Oh, the Tuesday special.
1: That's right. It's Taco Tuesday, Tequila Tuesday, you know, whatever whatever Tuesday you celebrate. That's right. Two for one Tuesday. Two for one Tuesday. Damn it. We're so close, Chris. Um, (sighs) We're just counting down the days. We're recording early, obviously, guys, because I'm flying into Florida on Friday. Chris is driving down to Florida on Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, what day are you? you're heading down sometime?
0: Well, I'm actually so I get off of work tomorrow at six. I'm gonna come home, take my dog out, make sure I got all my shit, and then I'm driving down to North Carolina to stay with John and Alex on oh, Wednesday that, night. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so Wednesday after work, twenty in twenty four hours, right? Twenty four hours from right now, Cody, my ass is on the road. And then I'm just getting up Thursday morning and just finishing the rest of the trip. And I will be enjoying third the Thursday edition of two for one. With Irving,
1: very jealous of that, very jealous of that. But I'll be picking things up right in the early Friday morning uh, when I that's land. That's right. Um, but He'll yeah, we'll be there in time for the sequel. But yeah, so if you guys are wondering why we're covering all these movies, um, that's why, as we have a big, big week on uh, coming up. Yes, right weekend. It's gonna
0: be great. Big um, week of nerdery and drinking. It's gonna be a great time.
1: Yeah, um, and of course today we, are, like Chris mentioned at the top of this thing, we're talking about the Place promised in our early days. Uh, the first full length feature from Makoto Shinkai. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah, because he did one like a short film that like uh, they did before that what was that what was that Voices and a distant Voices of a distant star. Without well, yeah, that was like his first first movie.
1: Yeah, there's that, and there's also She and Her Cat, which he wrote and produced, um, and then he okay. wrote uh, a couple others that are kind of hard to find. But she, I've heard of Voices of a Distant Star and She and Her Cat. As I was doing mm-hmm. you know, the research for this movie, I, I read about that. Um. But this was his first full, you know, full-on movie. Um, and and it shows. Yeah, it definitely shows. It's a bit of a mess. It's a it's a bit of a... There, there's some good, but there's also some definitely some bad.
0: Um, and, and don't get it twisted. And I, I think you and I have talked about this kind of ad nauseum, you know, before we started recording. I don't think this is a bad movie, but you can definitely see that the ideas he's taken here... Have been streamlined immensely in his follow-ups. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And I mean, there, there's the constant running joke I see on like Trash Taste and other you know anime outlets where they always say the Makoto Shinkai films are always the are like the same plot or the same story. Um, and it's it's kind of making sense, but obviously he has different little twists in each one. This one, I think, he just tried to do too much.
0: Yep. All in 90. He had a lot of ideas and just wanted to put them all into the same, what, hour and 45 minutes that this movie was, or hour and 31 minutes, or something like that. And and like like I said before, Cody, I think it feels like he had a bunch of ideas and he just threw everything against the wall. And as he made subsequent movies, some of those things that didn't work, he just started picking off the wall until he's got this now, like, well oiled machine that. You know these movies that he's coming out with now, you know, are considered to be just timeless classics. Really, at this point, yeah. Now every
1: three years he just drops a home run, um, which yeah, just a
0: fucking big old <laughs> yeah. banger.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, Chris, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, guys. We're we're back for Shonen and Suds. I am Cody Snodgrass,
0: and I am Chris Adams, and we are, like you said, we are doing The Place Promised in our early days. That's another thing, too, man. Like I said, you can just let's let's have. Two characters in a non-traditional love story. Let's throw them in this crazy sci-fi world, and then let's just make up a just a superficially deep title. Uh, um, you know, let's just pick some words out of a um, the box beyond the hills. <laughs> you know, there we go. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I Did saw, I saw some shinkai.
1: people. I saw some people on Reddit saying, "Yeah, the title was better than the actual movie," and I was like, "Damn, maybe you're right." You know. <laughs> um, But uh, we're going to get into that. Um, And, Chris, real quick, just so everybody knows, uh, we do have a winner of our poll. Um, My apologies in advance, Chris, because you know me. I'm always slacking on putting up the polls, and Uh uh, I put the poll up today, so we didn't get many votes, because it was like a two-hour voting window, but Alita Battle Angel uh, won. Oh, hell yeah! We're going to watch... There is an animated version, right? There's an animated one, and (laughs) then... live action. Yep,
0: there's the anime and then there's the live action. Like I said, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when I first nominated it. It's very similar to Eight Man After. It's actually like like three or four like episodes, but usually the way it's presented is in like a theatrical cut.
1: Yeah, I'm down. I'm excited. Um so we're gonna cover the animated version first and then we'll cover the live action uh...
0: Yeah, That's though. actually a live action that I think is very, very good. I don't know if I'm in the minority on that one. I haven't heard many people say awful things about
1: it. That's the it's the girl with the big eyes, right? Like she has big old Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing trailers for it um years ago. Um mm-hmm. what you I mean it made it to the big screens that had trailers and stuff, so it's like
0: Yeah. It's it's a good movie. It's got like, you know, some really solid actors in it. It's got like Christoph Waltz, it's got uh Oh, he's in so many other i I feel bad. I'm like he's a big he's a big ish name actor. um he's one of those he was in like he was in like the other transporter movie. He's in a lot of like you know British movies. Um, when you mm-hmm. see his face, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. it's not Jason Statham. It's the guy who did the reloaded transporter. Oof, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know that one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I see Jennifer? Well, it's not great in
0: it. um... yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems good. I'm excited. Yeah, I believe mean, Marshall Ali is in it as well, I believe.
1: Yeah, I've never seen either one of these,
0: so... Oh, man. Cody, so Alita is... It's another one of those that's, like, old school, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, classic. So, you're in for a treat.
1: I'm excited to check both of those out. Um, but that's what we'll be covering next Thursday... And then the following Thursday after that. After that, we'll probably get back into My Hero, I think. And
0: I believe you are
1: correct. I believe it'll be dubbed enough for us to cover at least. you know, Yeah. Part of Season 6 or 7 or wherever we're at in that show. I don't even remember anymore.
0: I'm excited uh, to season 6.
1: Season 6. There it is. Um, very excited to go get back into that, man, because I've been dodging spoilers for that left and right since... Since season five was ongoing. People were s- spoiling <laughs> what was happening, but
0: uh, yeah, season six gets really heavy.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely excited to get back into my hero. Um, and then as far as news goes, uh, Makoto Shinkai's is kind of in the news um, because he's crushing it in the box office uh, for an animated film, of course. Uh, over in yeah, the- Suzume is beating us. Yeah, and Suzume. I mean, it's not like number one in theaters right now, but there's a lot of big movies in theaters over here. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mario's probably still number one. Maybe, yeah, Mario maybe like John definitely beaten us. I mean, there's, it's got some tough competition, um, but it, but it's still making millions and millions of dollars. So, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I haven't seen it yet. Uh, probably gonna wait until I come back. <laughs> I Think from Florida. And I I could so I'll I could
0: tell you what the what's top that? box office was. It was Mario. So. Uh, Suzume was number seven last weekend. It was Mario, The Pope's Exorcist, John Wick 4, Renfield, Air, Dungeons & Dragons, then Suzume. Yeah, you know.
1: And I'll be winners, you know. But, I mean, it's still. <laughs> For an anime film. It,
0: and not it made, made so. five, five million, so, I mean, it's...
1: Of course, that's more than we've it's made in, in our lifetimes, so, you know. <laughs> pretty
0: much, and it's only in, it's in, you know, pretty limited theaters. Yeah, but you know it's only been out for one weekend so we'll see I, I think that's kind of where it is right now you know we, we've talked about this before like right now it's like a really good like there's a lot of good movies out right now so it's up against some pretty stiff competition
1: yeah yeah definitely I mean Mario's probably going to be the highest grossing video game movie of all time John Wick is going down is probably like the greatest action movie of all time like uh-huh. it's, it's a rough time but you know
0: yeah, Mario's made over three hundred and fifty million at the box office. It made like ninety-two million last weekend. Absolutely wild. Um, yeah,
1: but you know it is number one in its opening days in like a bunch of other countries. Uh, just U.S. is a little, uh, yeah, a little top heavy over here. I guess I don't know. A little, uh, little bit, a little bit. But nevertheless, it's still the main movie I want to go see in theaters out of all of those Same. that you listed. Like I'm, I'm most excited about it. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking all about his first film today, so, um, Chris, before we get to that, Chris, it's a hot one outside today, I'm, I'm burning up, I need, I need some liquid in my life.
0: If I can't have chilies, I need
1: something, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, we need to, we need to cool you down, Cody, so I need to know, and the people at home need to know, what you drinking? That was a good one, holy shit. There we go.
1: All right, Chris. Uh, we're not we're not messing around this week. We just got for the boys. We have the Mountain Dew Baja Blast hard soda. Damn right. Uh, it was a no-brainer when I was going to the to the liquor store. I was like, yeah, I know what I'm getting. I know why I'm here. Um, I thought about grabbing a Live Wire too, but I was like, nah, let me just go with some Baja Blast. Um, That's right. Yeah, Chris. I think I've I've learned. You know, I I don't think Yingling is my beer. You know, I. I've tried two mm-hmm. of them. I'm I'm gonna try the rest of the lineup that they have at the liquor store. Mm-hmm. Yingling, I I don't know, man. It's like I can enjoy like the first two, and then after that, I just don't really. I don't know. The the spark is gone, you know.
0: Hey, look, listen. That's the thing. Like you know, I like Yingling, but it's not something I typically go out of my way to buy. Um, I mean, it's a it's a amber logger. I'll, it's one of those Yingling is one of those beers that I like, and if it's in somebody's fridge and they're like, "Hey, you want a beer?" It's like, "Oh hell yeah, I'll take a Yingling." But it's not like I, I don't. I won't go to a bar and order a Yingling. I won't buy a Yingling unless unless I'm going over to the Lanes house and so I'll I'll pick up a twelve or a Yingling for the boys. But um, yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's just it's
0: fine. It's just fine. Yeah,
1: I I think I just have um. You know, it's it's never gonna like you said. I'm never gonna order it at a bar. Um, yeah, maybe it's just not my style. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Well, I mean, you you well, also my, admitted my roots are just Bud Light,
0: <laughs> like a, well, a natural you're, light. You're, your taste in beer is like it's. I don't. I'm trying to think of the right way to word this. Like, you know, how like kids just love eating chicken tenders and mac and cheese. So love that's no matter tenders. what, and the, well, I mean, <laughs> I do too. But like, you know, but you, I but you'll you'll eat something else, right? Like, you won't just go to a fancy restaurant and be like, "Do you have chicken tenders?" Or do you? I don't know.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll say I mean, that for another time. You
0: wouldn't, you wouldn't go <laughs> to a the, seafood restaurant and just order a cheeseburger, would you? <laughs> of
1: no, course, I don't eat seafoods. So that's exactly what I
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, well, no, I'm just saying, like, there's some people that do I guess what I'm trying to say is you, you no, like I, what I, you I, like.
1: I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> but you know, I'm also this I've gotten to the point in my life, Cody, where that's all I want to drink just because everything else just Cody, I'm 40, everything, fucking everything just gives me heartburn. On impact, just on on contact, I drink one sip of an IPA and my chest is on fire. Really? Okay. Well,
1: yeah. you hate to see that. Yeah, I mean, even even Bud Light, I've kind of shied away from Bud Light lately. Uh-huh. I'm a Natural Light. I'm I'm all Natural Light. You're, you're, you're <laughs> a natty daddy, dude. You're just a
0: natty daddy.
1: And like, <laughs> I, I make no bones. It's cheaper. It tastes better than Bud Light, uh-huh. and it's not close. All right, so if anybody likes Bud Light more than Natural Light, here's the door. All right, <laughs> get the fuck out, because uh, there is no competition. All right, um, but yeah, but so, well, that, you know, that's
0: that's how I feel about like, um, you know, I've I've always been a Coors guy. I, I realize Coors Light is usually the same price as Bud Light and Miller Light. That's usually my go-to. But if I want to go cheaper than that, I just immediately go for just a fucking sixer of PBR or Miller High Life. I don't care. Well, I get the down shit. with
1: some PBR too, yeah.
0: Well, oh, people's beer of Richmond, man—that's what they call it. People's beer of Richmond. They just don't give blue ribbons away. You got to earn it. I'm saying,
1: man. You know, EBR and Natural Light both have red, white, and blue on the can.
0: You know, America, baby. It's America, yeah. Um, but yeah, big, big tangent you there. The can and all of a sudden you hear uh, Hulk Hogan steam music start playing. That's how it goes, man. <laughs> exactly. Yes,
1: but I, 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 said all that, went on that big spiel. Um, England just isn't my thing. I'm still gonna try the flight, and I'm still gonna try the.
0: I, if you can at least, if you can find a sixer of the Hershey Porter when they put it out, I highly recommend it. I know you're not a stout guy, but oh, if I'll you find it. a sixer, just pick it up. Because I, I think at the very least, you would like it as like a nightcap or even pouring it like over ice cream.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll always try anything once. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other one, because we have four right now. We have the Pilsner, we have the Lager, we have the Flight, and we have...
0: And then then there's the Black and Tan. I don't know if you've gotten that one yet.
1: I don't think we have
0: that. you
1: have some other one though.
0: Is it like the, is it the golden pills? The there's do you have Yingling and Yingling Light?
1: Maybe it's just Yingling Light is what it is because it, maybe it's light and flight that are sitting next to each other on the shelf. I don't know.
0: It usually it usually is, and the light cans are you know like Yingling cans and bottles have like that kind of like dark red, almost brownish color label. Mm. The. Uh, Mm-hmm. The white has like more of a cream, like a lighter khaki colored can.
1: Okay, maybe that's the other one. I know the flight because the white's mm-hmm.
0: like white and blue.
1: Yeah. Um, but I'll still try those. I, I just had to break it up with a little Mountain Dew Hard soda because... A little Mingus Dew, man. I ain't drinking no Yinglings this weekend, but that Chris, that's what I'm having today. Uh, what about you? What are you drinking? Well,
0: that's how it goes. Oh, did I lose you,
1: no, no, oh, I'm here. I'm, no, here. I'm, I'm here. here. I lost
0: you there for a second. That's okay. I just need to know uh, what you're
1: drinking, I, Chris. That's the <laughs> dude.
0: I'm at Chili's. I've, I've been at Chili's for fucking two weeks mentally at this point. And uh, you know, while you were going on your tangent, I, I, just, Cody, I just got a bottle of Coors Light. Ain't nothing wrong with
1: it. <laughs>
0: dude, it's it's the silver bullet, baby. Those Blue Mountains, Cody. I don't know. I don't know how old you were. I don't know if you were in your prime drinking years yet. I don't think so. You talking about when, I the, remember, when the mountains turned blue on the camera? When, when they introduced the blue mountains, Cody, the war like you you know there, there's there's many events that change a world. Uh, you know, World War Two, the the Berlin Wall coming down, um, nine eleven, Coors Light with blue mountains. <laughs> there's a you know there's that... so many impactful moments in a life and Cody that changed the fucking game, dude.
1: I was laughing on mute the entire time until I unmuted and continued laughing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do remember. Like I remember when the commercials first started happening. I feel like that wasn't. God, mm-hmm. it probably was like ten years ago, which is tragic to think about. Maybe even longer than that. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember but... the the blue mountains though.
0: Yeah. Coors Light, man. That's that's always my go-to. It's you know if I'm just gonna grab a sixer or something or a fucking tall boy or something, it's always gonna be Coors Light, the silver bullet.
1: Love that, love that. Um, but yeah, that's what we're drinking today, guys. We're gonna do a whole lot of drinking this weekend. Um, at, yeah, Chili's, we're, we're, at Chili's, man. I'm, I'm
0: baby stepping it. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a lot of drinks. We're gonna. I only grabbed I only grabbed drink. one
1: tall boy today because I was like, you know what? Let
0: me just chill. Because we're gonna fucking get it in this weekend. We're gonna <laughs> drink it chilies. We're gonna we're gonna be fucking tailgating pretty much everywhere we go.
1: It's, it's gonna be a good time, Cause, Chris. Because we're not we're not the adults on the trip. We're we're the kids basically. We're we are sitting in the back the seat kids. with the
0: cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. I if I could have okay. So I, I was really Cody. I was desperately trying to get one for me, you and, you and Irving. But they would not have arrived until like the beginning, like like two weeks into May. You can buy these little shotguns that you put a beer can in, so you can shotgun the beer in like an actual like shotgun. Interesting. And they were like twenty bucks. I'm on, I'm on the like, Google well, let get, now. Let me get yeah. <laughs> let me get. It's called like the shot, like the shotgun beer holder or something like that.
1: Here. Oh, I see it. Looks like a Nerf gun almost.
0: Yes. Yeah, and uh, like it's a real thing. You can buy it and it just, it would not arrive on time and I was like, I was going to get one of these for I think it's I think it's for, made by the Wild Man Drinking Company I think is what it's called. But anyway I'm on, on, I'm I'm on, on
1: ShotFun.com
0: and they've got oh, all different crazy. colors. They've
1: got accessories Dude,
0: so, and everything. And they just wouldn't get here in time, and it was like, fuck. So, I was, I was going to get those for us so we could just sit there and just fucking blast our way through 30 racks all weekend, but, alas, it was not to be.
1: That's right, we'll just have to do the old-fashioned shotguns, you know? The old, the old key on right. the side of the can. And, That's you know, right, the there. way God intended.
0: <laughs> yeah. These kids are spoiled nowadays. I swear, man. Um... <laughs> Shotfun.com. I need to get that t-shirt just so oh, I can fucking
1: I'm finding all kinds of more like other brands too. These are sweet. There's a lot of there's a lot of freedom, a lot of American flag themed. Uh these will these will be good for Fourth of July, so might have to pick one up.
0: Oh man, dude, I need the shot fun slim. <laughs> All right. Oh, but, you gotta, you, dude, you got to get the strap. There's the strap, dude. I know, I get the, the strap. There's
1: all kinds of accessories. <laughs> there's stickers. Oh and, man. Like, right. good, <laughs> good, good, times. But yeah, like like we said, we're we're the kids on this trip, so we're gonna be just having a lot of fun. Um, and, Absolutely. Of course, we have the hoop shoe. We got all all of the stuff to look forward to. the, whole,
0: the drunk Olympics will be happening.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll be writing up the rules probably tonight, so we can get the team <laughs> get the teams all divvied up. It'll be Garage Gang
0: versus like uh, the Kitchen Boys <laughs> yeah. or whatever you want to call them.
1: Yeah, whatever the other people are called in our in our Airbnb. Yeah.
0: Whatever those jabronis
1: are called. Yeah, it'll be Survivor Series in the garage. It's gonna be good. Um,
0: <laughs> can we only if we can be the Ultimate Warriors or the Hulkamaniacs? That's fine. We'll,
1: we'll, whichever you choose, Chris, I'm, I'm the Dolph Ziggler on the bunch. That's what I do know.
0: Perfect. Um, Perfect.
1: If you know, you know about Dolph Ziggler. And oh, then, we're the,
0: then, we're the, then we're the Spirit Squad. That's really all that matters then. Well,
1: yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we got to put that drinking to the side, Chris, because we got to talk about uh, the place promised in our early days. So,
0: um, Cody, there's only one place promised in our early days, and that's Chili's. That's right. That is right. That is right.
1: (laughs) You know what, Chris? I think my biggest... Before we begin, Uh, my biggest gripe about this film... uh Uh-huh. Makoto Shinkai film when there's not a McDonald's in it? What the fuck is this?
0: What what are we doing? Holy shit. I didn't even realize. I thought that was like his, like... That's unforgivable.
1: I thought that was like his little Easter egg, little, like, tip of the cap. Like, he knows what's up.
0: Maybe when he threw all his ideas at the board, McDonald's fell on the ground. or it just. Maybe he, maybe when, after he made this movie, he wasn't happy with it, and he, like, knocked over, like, stuff on his desk, and there was, like, a Big Mac box or something, and he was just like, wait a minute, that's where I fucked up?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe he didn't have, like, the permission yet, Uh, because there there is a sign when they're in Tokyo that says Popsy and not Pepsi, and I was like, hmm. I was like, Makoto Shinkai has the real stuff in his in his films. That's like, right. Maybe this is before, you know, this was his first full length. Uh, maybe he didn't have the, the budget, didn't have the, the permissions for all that. Um, didn't have the
0: clout yet.
1: But I was disappointed to not see any McDonald's, you know, not a Big Mac box, not a French fry, nothing.
0: Yeah, I didn't even realize that, Cody. So that plummets this down my radar. Now there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really just... It's over. So tune in next week when we talk about Alita Battle Angel.
1: How do you have a love story without McDonald's? It doesn't even make sense. I mean, <laughs> just The math, got, the math ain't mathin'. Um, That's
0: right. But yeah, uh, <laughs> triple letter supersize, man. It's your anniversary.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, but, of course, this it movie won't came won't. out uh, in November of 2004. Uh, runs it like
0: a lifetime ago. It
1: literally was 19 years ago, Chris. Brutal. I was 11.
0: Oh, man. I was... I had just moved to Richmond. I was a... Again, I was a grown-ass man. I had just... I think I was maybe a year out of school at this point. Out of college, that is. Wow.
1: Time flies man. when you're having fun.
0: Ah. <laughs> when you're drinking light, man.
1: Yeah, Chris. Uh, and thank goodness we have this Wikipedia plot here, because I'm going to need it, man, because...
0: There was a lot happening here. Um, yeah, let's just—I mean, let's just call it what it is. Um, I'm not even joking when I said he—he he just every idea that was in his head, he just threw on the wall and just put it all in there. And—and um, and it shows. And I—I and I mean that all joking aside, because again, I wanna—I wanna preface everything that we're gonna say with I did not hate this movie. You can just tell that he's gotten better as a storyteller. 100%. Yeah. And so and, and and I think what happened is is he's trying to put the characters and the setting he's trying to give them both equal ground and when you're you have to you, I'm you know maybe I'm wrong for saying this but if you're going to try to give me a real character driven narrative I need the world to just be a backdrop. But in this or if, or vice versa, if you're going to give me this really intricate world where you're talking about alternate realities and you know converging of realities and this tower and how it's the, the the focal point and the crux of everything we're going to talk about, you need don't don't let a love story stumble over this world you're trying to present to us. You either need to put these amazing characters in this world that you give us just very bare bones. You know, let us discover the world through the background or through character conversations. Or just give us whatever characters that are kind of expendable as you tell this larger narrative. So he tried to do both. And I feel like as we get further along, the world kind of takes a backseat to the characters in his other movies.
1: Yeah. Um, so just a quick premise of the world that we're in. Uh, Japan has basically been ser- separated to north and south. Um, the northern island of Hokkaido is called Izo in this anime, but then they call it Hokkaido a bunch of times, so it makes it way too confusing. Um, I, I don't know why we had two names for Hokkaido. I don't know how that works for the actual island of Hokkaido, <laughs> um, but this is obviously an alternate timeline. Uh, Japan, I believe, has still lost World War II, and the southern half... What is is it the northern half that's kind con- of... Which one is the Soviet Union controlling?
0: Uh, so, I want to say... They're in control in, of the northern
1: half, that's what it is. Yes. And our characters are in the southern half, is what it is. Um, they refer to it as the Union, they, it's the Soviet Union.
0: Because um, I'm pretty sure in... Um, in actual World War II, the Soviet Union did occupy some of Japan... But so did the U.S. So did the U.K. Um, I want to say pretty much, I want to say China had a huge occupational stake. Uh, but Russia did, the, like the northern part of Japan was actually occupied by Russia after World War II. But that's, but that, I mean, it, you can start getting into like, how and that's, you know, I'm, I'm glad we led with that because post-World War II, and I believe I've said this before when we've talked about other World War Two centric animes that some of like the biggest divergent points in history occurred during and after World War Two. Um, you know, Man in the High Castle is my favorite book of all time. That is that's literally about the Allies losing the war. But even in you know reality, where the the Axis powers lose the war, there is you know there was occupations in Germany and Italy and in Japan. And at this point, we are ready to go to like we we don't want the spread of communism. um there there's just immediate distrust between allies at this point. And you know, I could go deep into like conspiracy theories, and you know there, you could talk about how America brought Nazi scientists over. there's There's a lot that happened afterwards <laughs> yeah. that isn't that they don't they don't tell you i don't i don't i hate to sound like a old fucking bum like some conspiracy theory bum but there's a lot <laughs> they don't tell you in the history books um well, sure and i don't mean that. like in a that I, what i'm saying is is 100 fact but you just you can infer a lot of the stuff and you do read about this stuff but point is there's so many things that could have happened there, and what we're presented with is a reality that shows one of those things, which is kind of cool. But Cody, then they dump five other realities on us.
1: Yeah, Chris. Because not only do we have this this split up Japan, um, we also cool. have uh, this giant tower, <clears throat> which later on in the movie, um, probably like 40 minutes into it, they explain how this tower really got there. Yeah. Um, it's just this giant tower. It's past the border from where the kids can go mm-hmm. Cause they're tech- I mean they're in uh, Mori which is in the northern part of Japan on the, on the biggest main island um, but in-
0: he loves telling rural Japanese stories too which oh, I, I like
1: for 100% yeah um, but this this tower was designed and created by the scientist named Eskunen Tsukunoe. Um they say That's- that name way too fast in the show so I, I can't do that no. um but this tower is just huge. It's massive. You can see it from miles and miles away.
0: Um, and it's almost just like a spire. It's like it's a it looks almost like a like a telephone pole that just goes and just goes at least from a distance,
1: yeah. and then Chris, then we're introduced to our to our main character, Hiroki um, mm-hmm. and he, we see him as he's like the an older version of himself at this point. He's the narrator of the story he's talking about mm-hmm. this girl who we see, like, Flashes of almost like ghostly flashes of her, mm-hmm. where he's saying she always said she would have these dreams where she would lose something, and like she's disappearing in all these images that we're seeing, and she's a much younger she's much younger than him at this time. Um, and then we're kind of thrust back into their middle school years, Um uh, Hiroki is best friends with this boy Takuya. Um, I
0: mean, look exactly the fucking
1: same. Of <laughs> course, they sound the same. They look the same. Like it's like. I mean, I I watched this dubbed, so maybe it's a different mm-hmm. sub, but I... Th- this was my first problem with the show, was trying to figure out who was who. Because, like, yes. there, there's some vital moments with Takuya and the girl Sayuri, who I... when And the first time I watched it, like, the first... Because I restarted after, like, 30 minutes. Because I was just... I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and I was like, because I thought I missed something. um. But there's, like, vital moments with both of them and this girl, and that's kind of what they... Hiroki says as he's narrating. He says... They were both infatuated with this girl Sayuri, and they were both infatuated with this tower, um, which a Hokkaido tower, tower is what it's called. Um, and basically, um, you know, they they befriend they be, they all become kind of best pals. They start inviting Sayuri uh, and letting her in on what they're letting her know what they're doing. Uh, Chris, they basically found this drone plane, like a military drone plane, and they're planning on. Uh, fixing it up, and flying it to the tower. Um, Yeah. Which, you know, these kids are, like, in middle school, so... Not sure, I mean, they're they're the smart kids in class, they're the top of the class, as the show says, but I I don't know how they're, (laughs) they know how to make planes, sure, you know, whatever. We'll We'll let it slide, I guess,
0: you know. Cody, in middle school, I knew how to make planes out of fucking notebook paper. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was at. That's as far as I got.
1: Because these kids were working at a military facility, which is like, <laughs> it's on the sly. It's a terrorist group. Also, they don't know that at this point <sighs> yet. <laughs> to earn By money to buy parts to build a plane to fly into. The interdimensional tower, um, which we're going to learn a lot more about. Um, but you know, oh, Cody,
0: maybe that's why they didn't have McDonald's in this one because they were making, working at Mickey D's. They gonna get you that money. That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. You got to be working on missiles and <laughs> right. for the U.S. military, I guess. Um, but you always see the Hokkaido tower. It's visible in like all of the imagery of this of this movie. Um, and they become you know better friends and all this stuff. We see them working on the plane. They're like, hey. You know, Sayuri, we promise to take you there and that's kinda like their promise, is that one day they're gonna fly uh to Hokkaido and go to the tower. Um yeah. they don't know what really the tower is at this point. So, um and and we flash forward um like to the end of their like to where summer break's about to happen and then uh we get an interesting scene with Sayuri where she's with um Takuya and she says something to him, she's like, This might sound weird, but I wanna tell you this and then, of course, they do the thing where, like, the train comes whistling by, and you don't get to hear what she says until later oh, in the movie. Oh, classic. Um, but eventually, like, in the coming days, like, she just mysteriously disappears during the summer. And they never—they don't see her again for three, three whole years. And then we, Chris, we instantly... This is where the movie goes from slice of life to fucking you've turned on sci-fi channel at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and we're suddenly three years in the future... Uh, We're following Takuya now, the kid with the glasses. Uh, He Mm -hmm. he is, you know, him and Hiroki have stopped working on the plane. They've gone a different path in life. And he is working. I'm reading this from the wiki because there's no chance I know where the fuck he's working at. But he's working as a Uh. physicist at an alliance scientific facility sponsored by the United States National Security Agency, researching parallel universes... (laughs) You got it. Yep. Um, and we have this big whole scene where, like, him and all of his co-workers are just lab nerds, and they're they're typing, click-clacking on their keyboards, <laughs> and there's, like, six converging worlds on the tower, and, dude, I, Chris, it, I don't fucking know what the yeah. hell they're talking
0: yeah, about. Yeah, he was kind of like, what the fuck did y'all just say? Yeah,
1: I, I, I went from what happened to Sayuri to them studying alternate dimensions and trying to... Transmute, um, human transmutation. I don't know what they're doing, dude. <laughs> like it's just, it gets <laughs> way too sciencey in the blink of an eye. Um, and I, I'm not even gonna get into the science behind it um, because they're gonna just gonna explain it a little bit later, sort of. Um, but that's what he's doing now. Um, Hiroki, who fucking knows what he's doing at this point, because. It says here in the wiki that he stopped working on the plane. Well, apparently that's all he's been doing. Um, I I don't really know what he's been doing in the meantime, though. We don't really get to see, like, what he's been up to. Um, But not only does Takuya work for this, as a physicist under this company, he's also involved with Ulta, um, Mm -hmm. Ulta Liberation Front, uh, which is basically, like, kind of terrorist, kind of like... um, another word for it, not vigilante, um, but like like a like a group that's trying. That's their goal is to uh, reunite north and su- northern and southern Japan. Um, but oh, um,
0: they're kind of like in the like middle. Like restorationists. Yeah, they're kind
1: of uh, like in the middle of you know the Soviet Union's on one side, and then there's like I guess it's Japan. It's like the Alliance is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Takuya's is kind of playing both fronts a little bit, and obviously he's not working with the Soviet Union. Um, mm-hmm. but the reason he becomes mainly involved with them is Mr. Okabe, the guy that hired them to work for his plant back in the day, uh, it turns Ooh. out he's the leader, which is why I said he's kind of like, you know, he's also playing both sides of the field uh, a little bit. And so, he's working with them on the side, blah, 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 um, Eventually, we come to realize that Sayuri has been hospitalized, basically been in like a, not quite a coma, but she's basically been asleep for three straight years. She has, um, she's in this, like, dream state, which we kind of seen, like, her have these sort of dreams during the beginning of the movie, where it was like, something's off here. Like, why is she having these weird dreams? Um, and it turns out, Chris, (laughs) I'm I'm going back to the wiki for this, because, I didn't understand it, but her mind is trapped in an unpopulated parallel universe. Alright, you got that? She's all alone. Yeah, yeah, they don't tell you this in the movie. They just show you it, and you're like, what's going on here? And there's not many answers. Um, And it turns out (laughs) that the Hokkaido Tower um, and all of its alternate universes and all this stuff, the guy that made the Hokkaido Tower was actually her grandpa, and all of these parallel universes are, like, being transmuted into her, or like, being put into her brain when she sleeps and dreams.
0: What? The fuck?
1: <laughs> and it, I, I, I don't know why there was no effect on her as a kid outside of an occasional dream or two here. I'm not even gonna bother diving into that rabbit hole, because all of the sci-fi doesn't even make any sense to me at in, in any point here. Um, but obviously this Hokkaido tower since it's, it's involved with these parallel universes like it, it's a it's a spot like people want to know and like learn how to how it works and all this stuff right um, but obviously she is somehow connected to all this because it's the reason she's in this dream state she's constantly asleep blah 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 um <laughs> Uh, let's see here, what happens next, Chris? Oh, eventually, uh, Zawa, who is Takuya's boss, uh, he meets up with Mr. Okobe, um, and kind of informs him, because the boys don't know that they they have Sayuri under their watch, but he lets Mr. Okobe know, because Okobe knew Sayuri as a kid, too, and he tells him about that, and Okabe is like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna bomb the tower to incite war against the Soviet Union, so... And he's like, I thought you wanted to reunify Japan. He's like, yeah, that's how I plan on doing it. It's like, all right, dude, yeah. whatever. There's way too much going on <laughs> here. Um, and so... And it's few- the problem
0: is, Cody, they're telling us all... like, They're giving us this really elaborate story, but they're trying to make us care about these three characters.
1: Yeah, one of which we haven't seen in like 40 minutes of this movie. Right. Um, but basically, Takuya, he learns uh, through like coworkers and stuff that... Uh, he he gets he eventually finds out about Sayuri being in like under their um hold and like he learns about her oh. grandpa that was this physicist that built the tower and all this crazy science stuff um and and we we eventually come Roki gets thrown in somehow I I don't even remember how he gets brought back into the story but he shows up um nobody knows where he's been he apparently he's been working on the plane um and he wants to. He, like, he went to the the hospital where Sayuri was because he finally found her, I guess, after three years of um. quote-unquote searching because, like, it's not that hard to find somebody. Um, <laughs> Like, you just <laughs> yeah go to a hospital and be like, hey, is this girl here? Oh, yeah, she's in <laughs> room five. Come on down. Well, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> but, like, when he goes there, like, you see, like, her on her in her little dream world and him in the real world, they, like, touch hands and, like, it's almost like he can talk to her for a second. He's like, all right, I need to keep my promise to, you know, fly her to the tower. Sure thing. So he, he gets back with Takuya. They meet back up. Um. They know where Sayuri is. Uh, Takuya has, like, some random change of heart and, like, pulls a gun on Hiroki. Um, I don't know. It's, like, a super forced altercation in this movie. I think they just wanted to add a little drama, but there's no... There's nothing leading up to this point, like,
0: that type... and it doesn't really lead anywhere either.
1: Yeah, it's just like, oh, they randomly get in like a fight, and then he pulls a gun on them, and then it's just like, do you want to like, save Siri
0: or save the and world? And this is where you hear like the shot ring out, and it cuts to the scene with like the birds and shit flying off the roof of where they're at. Yeah, it's like And then like that's it.
1: Then they just like they just like walk away from this situation, and it's just so weird. Like it doesn't make any like. There's nothing. Like, save Sayuri or save the world, like, you can technically kind of do both, like, very easily. Uh, yeah. I don't know why that's on the shoulders of a high school kid. Um,
0: but, well, it's uh, or... also the same reason that they were, they were working at a fucking military top-secret installation yeah, when they were in middle school, school. or yeah, whatever. But,
1: um, I, I did forget to mention that Takuya goes off on a mission with um, Okabe, like, to the border, and they get shot at by some some, like, border police or whatever they are. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's what caused him to turn on his best friend. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense because right after this, like Takuya's is all on board like, "Alright, I'm going to get Sayuri out of the out of our compound and link up. We're going to finish the plane and fly her to the tower." Like yeah. the, the very next scene it's is like him "We always wanted." Right? Yeah. The, the very next scene is him taking his co-worker's badge to get into where Sayuri's at, get her out and then linking up and um so they finish this plane uh, it's a two-seater plane, so Hiroki and uh, Sayuri are on board. Obviously, Sayuri's still passed out. She's just oh, snoozing. Yeah. Um, they finish the plane, um, and they use the cover of the deck... <laughs> this is cover, I guess. There's The war's been declared um, between uh, the Soviet Union and the, and the southern side of Japan. And so, like, planes are flying, everybody's fighting, there's tanks getting driven in and all this crazy shit. Meanwhile, he's just flying the sleeping girl to this tower.
0: Um, yeah, you know, nobody sees that. No one has radar or anything where they see this object. You know, it's fine. You know, Cody, it's fine.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and they they even mentioned at the beginning that like it would have like, if it popped up on a radar, it would just seem like a bird or something. It was like, okay, sure. Like, I guess. You got it. But they're just dodging the like, all these missiles it. and planes. Not only that, he's also equipped with a, a missile to destroy the tower. So he's Chris, he, he's well, getting the crown and mean, saving you know the this. town,
0: you know. I don't know if you know this, but to fly a plane, you've also got to have, like, really good vision. Uh, I'm pretty sure that a fighter pilot would roll up on that thing and realize that it's not a fucking bird.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's fi- fighter pilots flying all around him. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they declare war, and it's immediately, like, <laughs> war is ensued. <laughs> Um,
0: it's like it's like they were already flying, but it was, <laughs> they, they were they were ready to go to Chili's before they said they were going to Chili's.
1: Yeah, and and you know, Sierra's just sleeping like a baby through this whole thing. Um, but eventually oh. he like pulls up to a certain altitude and like all the fighting stops and it's just a sunny day la di da di da. We fly to the tower, um, uh, the tower. It says here it activates, but, like, shit around the tower starts, like, transforming, whether it's another world or whatever the case may be. Um, like, you see this big, like, circle open up over the entire island of Hokkaido, or Ezo, as it's called in this. Um, shit's messed up. Um, and we see, you know, on Sayuri's side, she's, like, trying to, like, she sees the the plane coming in. The, what do they call it? The Bella Aliei, or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Whatever they name their plane, some stupid name. Um I hope it's not I hope it's not like some like <laughs> some it's like really, really some like really important like character in, in Japanese culture or something. But um,
0: I'll, I'll feel terrible if it is. That's all right. Nah.
1: Then <laughs> you know. when some lose most. Alright. Um <laughs> But yeah, then of course she starts to wake up out of her sleeping coma thing. Um, but, like, when she's in the dream state still, she she realizes that she's going to lose all of her memories and she, of these past three years. Um, and, of course, now, now she's suddenly in love with Hiroki and all this stuff. And she won't be oh, able to course. tell him because when she wakes up, she's going to forget everything for whatever reason. I don't know, science. Um, and so she wakes up and she's crying, not knowing why. Um, but she's lost the memory of her love for Hiroki. Um... He he's just happy she's awake. He's like, you know, we can you know, we we're we're back. You know, we're back for another episode of Shonen and Suds, we're good. Um He fires the missile, destroys the tower, um, which stops all the alternate world things. I don't again, science doesn't make any sense to me. Um and it basically ends with him vowing to Sayuri that they're gonna start their their relationship over again, basically. Or from where it was three years ago, I guess. Um, Now, with that being said, there's still the beginning part of this where there's a lot of interpretations on Reddit and, you know, reviews on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes where it seems like even though they're reunited...
0: And it feels so good.
1: Depending on how you look at the beginning of this film, like, whether or not that's when they're still in... Like, where we're currently at, or if that's before he got reunited with her and woke her up and all this stuff, or if that's after and maybe she's passed away, or whatever the case, like, whatever side effects of this tower being destroyed, I don't know. Um, But some people were saying that, like, he still ends up, like, alone because she doesn't remember him, and I was like, I don't, I disagree with that.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know. I think the beginning of the movie, it takes place during the three years where she's missing. That's That's what I think after watching the film as a whole. And I think, I think they, you know, they're good from, you know, they have their little happily ever after, even though he's for sure a terrorist, and, you know, the Soviet Union will pull no punches to hunt him down. Like, <laughs> brother, you just destroyed a tower that <laughs> could get these people to the alternate universes on on their side of the board? I don't know. <laughs> He's going to be the most wanted man in Japan <laughs> after that act, but, yeah, I don't know. That's the movie though Chris. What what did you think of it?
0: It was you know like like I said I I didn't hate it. I just think the parts just they it just kind of stumbled over itself in my opinion. Um and you can definitely tell it's you know he's clearly had a lot of really great ideas but they just didn't they it just all didn't work. Now I'm trying to think yeah, there There was
1: another movie that we covered that was like this where it was like they were trying to tell a slice of life movie
0: but they also Uh. had
1: too much going on and I was trying to remember if it was like I can't remember if it was fireworks or if it was bubble
0: it might have been bubble Maybe with all the parkour yeah but
1: I'm trying to remember what else happened in fireworks where they were just trying to do way too much I, and I haven't I've only seen those movies like once each, so it's hard to remember. But there was another movie and I'm I don't I'm not trying to make like a Makoto Shinkai joke here. I'm not talking about one of his movies, but um like there was another movie we covered where it seemed like it was trying to be a slice of life and then it just got a little too out there. Uh and this rem- and this is obviously that to a T. Um but with that being said, I think the movie's still enjoyable. The mu- the music's yeah. great, the backgrounds of course, he's the best animator when it comes to backgrounds ever. Um, even for a 2004 film, the characters don't look as great because I don't think he had perfected that yet. But the backgrounds are just... I mean... <laughs> it's just, they just look perfect. And, like, and they continue to get better, obviously, with his films and everything. But that's that's his specialty. Um, I just think he, he just tried too much in, in this 90-minute film.
0: Um... Uh, it was a very, very raw movie.
1: I think we could like have... there
0: was like, too I, much.
1: I don't even know why there was this war in the separate Japan. Like, they could have just been like, we're intrigued with this mysterious tower. Okay, cool. Like
0: Yeah.
1: There didn't have to be any war, there didn't have to be any, like... Any of that. Like I could have done without all of that. But... I could have also done without the, the multiple worlds and converging things. Just say she's asleep like she's in a coma. Yeah. How to wake her up. Oh, let's try keeping our promise. Oh, that worked. There we go. Cool. Oh, smart. You don't gotta, you know, I don't need she's in this alternate dimension from the tower her grandpa built of dreams flooding into her from parallel, like it's just like whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. Like
0: Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes.
1: Pump the brakes. She's in a coma. How do we wake her up? There we go. All right. We got there. Where was Hiroki for those three years? Because I didn't fucking see him in the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just too much all at once, and obviously, like, like we mentioned like, throughout this whole cast, he, he's perfected this idea. Some things stick, some things don't. And, uh, you know, for a first film, it's still pretty damn good. Like,
0: Like we've seen, we've seen worse debuts from a lot of people. And, and again, we know what the end result ends up being that he just becomes just a fucking masterful storyteller. So
1: now this one is going to be tough to rank though. I think that's probably the hardest part about this whole thing. Um,
0: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: Because even though it gets pretty convoluted, I still think it's better than a lot of the worst movies we've seen.
0: Um, I agree. I definitely agree.
1: So, oh, with that being said, I'm just taking a look, yeah, at, the rank- taking a look at the yeah, rankings I here. I think yours is in Discord. The only thing that got added was
0: Memories is yep. on your list now, above Grudge of Edenburg. Um, I think I'm actually going to put this below Grudge of Edinburgh.
1: Okay. Okay, so it'll be your new... No, your list is all jacked up. I think it'll be your new, like, number 29 or somewhere around there.
0: That- and Like I said, I did not hate, I want to make it perfectly clear, I did not dislike this movie. I just, I've seen better. Is just what it boils down to.
1: Yeah, and you, and you mentioned, I don't know if we said it in this podcast, but you mentioned in our chat you said that, like, if you had seen this one before the others, you might like this one more. Because you can yes kind of see how, like, how he grew from this film and all that stuff.
0: Um and perfected. His yeah, that's craft. exactly how I feel about it. Like I, I do genuinely wish I would have seen this movie before I saw any of his other ones. I really truly do.
1: I'm trying to think. Mmm, where do I want to put this at? I think I'm gonna put this hmm, I'm gonna put this just below Dragon Ball Superhero. I'm gonna put it. So yeah. That- Pretty, much, pretty close spot. I don't have our numbers correct here, but it's like somewhere in like the lower 20s, upper. Frame. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that,
0: to me, that seems right.
1: Yeah. Uh, obviously, I wasn't the biggest fan of J- Dragon Ball Super. Um, mm-hmm. But like below below that, there's like Nino Cooney. I couldn't tell you anything about that movie anymore. Um, no. Unfortunately, um, but that's you know it it is on the lower half of of the list, but you know. A I mean, it's above
0: movement. Bubble, so we're it's safe.
1: Yeah, you're safe. Yeah, and people love Bubble, so I don't, you know. Cool, cool. Yeah. I
0: Why? Like, I get it. It has good animation, but that is. Yeah, it, Bub- Bubble is beautiful to look at, but <laughs> I will never watch that movie with the sound on.
1: Yeah, Bubble is that high on the list because of the animation, like. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: um, that's it.
1: Yeah, that's that is the place promised in our early days. Um. Not a bad start to his yeah. to his anime career. Obviously, he gets
0: much no, better not at all.
1: Uh, and of course, we plan on covering his whole filmography before this thing's all said and done. So, um,
0: like, I truly want to watch his full-length movies in order and just watch the progression. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I think that'd be a really cool study to do.
1: Oh, definitely. And I mean, if we can figure out a way to. I don't know if Amazon Prime has some of his, like, short films, like, uh, I know, mm-hmm. I know we can find, um, uh, I can't think of the damn name. His first short story that's really popular, oh, Voices of a Distant Star. Yes. Um, I, I would even like to see that, even, like, She and Her Cat, I'd, I'd be down to watch that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be cool to sit down and kind of just, you know, watch in order.
0: Yeah, just watch the progression of a, you know, of what is going to soon to be a master storyteller.
1: Even when I nominated this, I didn't know this was his first full length. Like I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. it just happened to be his first full length. Oh, cool. Like that's neat.
0: Yeah. I, I honestly, I had never heard of it is until it go- now. Like I,
1: and his second full length was five centimeters per second, which I think is solid. I think it's way better than this, but apparently five centimeters per second has some haters too. So I don't, you know. Yeah, different different strokes that? for different. Strokes. I mean, it's
0: it's it's in my top twenty. So I mean, I I think five centimeters per second is solid. But yeah. like, I mean, I think, I th- I think, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I think he he truly, honest to goodness hit fucking the mother load when he did your name. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I'm I'm definitely intrigued to check out Children Who Chase Lost Voices, Someone's Gaze, right. The Garden of Words, and then, of course Susan May, um, which is out now. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. We'll be. Probably cover it for the cast. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know when we're gonna slide that in. We might have to call an audible one week and be like, "Hey, we're postponing we're going something." Um, but we'll figure that out. But Chris, that's all I got, man.
0: What's that? What's that? We're going to
1: Chili's. Is that what I heard? Chris, that's that's the only thing on my mind, honestly. You know, I I just can't wait.
0: Chili, I want my baby back, baby back, baby <laughs> back ribs. I want my baby back chilies, baby back ribs, two for one. Exactly,
1: exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, yeah, guys, we're gonna be covering Alita: Battle Angel. Is that on Amazon Prime?
0: I think so. We'll have to. We'll have to look. Yeah, I should do that. And I want to say the live-action movie is on Amazon Prime, um, or at the very least, it's on. Um, I wanna, I want to say it's on HBO Max.
1: It looks like it's on Hulu.
0: Hulu, okay.
1: One is close, on Hulu. I was so close. One's on Hulu. What uh-huh. is this? Also on Amazon Prime to rent. Okay. I'm trying to find the anime
0: one. That might be it. Oh, it might be on Crunchyroll, actually. Ooh. One, I'll have one Crunchyroll, please. Battle Angel Alita. That's it, right? That's the one. Let me double check this. Yeah. Ugh, I
1: don't see it. Oh, no. We might have to go to the
0: dark web for that one. Oh man, we may regardless, have to... we're gonna
1: find somewhere to watch it. We might watch it in Florida, even. We'll figure it out.
0: Dude, I dude, I am fucking down. It's yes. a good movie. I think you'll like it.
1: We can, we can find it Actually, on the dark web and like it. throw it on the projector in the garage. We'll figure
0: that's it out. That's right. The Garage Gang will have a, an Alita Battle Angel or Battle Angel Alita, however it's uh, said. Yeah, we're having but a, I'm, I'm, we're having a watch true.
1: party. Yeah, um, But yeah, guys, that's going to do it for this week on Shonen Suds. As always, thanks for listening. I am Cody Snodgrass.
0: And I am Chris Adams. And thank you, thank you for stopping by. And don't hate us too much for saying how we feel. About Makoto Shinkai's early works. We only spit hot facts here. At chili, baby back ribs, barbecue balls.